So, holiday cooking giving you the blues? Have a special event coming up and the menu has you pulling out your hair already? Or maybe you're feeling a bit overwhelmed just thinking about how you're going to keep those unwanted holiday pounds off. Let the food stylist herself, Chef Derica, take all your worries away with her expressive culinary delights. Her services include, but not limited to, luxury full-service upscale catering perfect for weddings, graduation parties, birthdays, corporate events, and much, much more. Now I know what you're thinking. I have tried to meal prep and stay on track, and I just haven't been able to stick with it. Well, reaching your goals can be challenging. However, with proper motivation, consistency, and discipline, it can be done. Remember, slow and steady always wins the race. You have to trust the process. With Chef Derrick's in-home personal chef services, it includes meal planning, ongoing pantry and refrigerator evaluation, grocery shopping, cooking, and kitchen cleanup. We all hate doing that part. For those more private and intimate moments, you can schedule an exclusive private dining or brunch. Maybe her unique security board or grazing tables are more to your liking. Or perhaps you're one of those DIY people. Well, if you are, she's got something for that as well. You can take advantage of her private or group cooking classes. Or for those who may want a little more challenge, you can order your own personal cookbook, Season for the Soul, Parts 1 and 2, available now. And as always, all of her services are made with fresh ingredients, custom menus, beautiful presentations, and delicious meals. To inquire or schedule a consultation, just simply visit www.chefderica.com. That's www.chefderica.com. Get started now. Welcome to the Trophies and Medals Podcast, where we discuss sports, fashion, music, and entertainment. Where trophies are temporary and medals are forever. What side are you on? Recorded. Welcome back to the Trophies and Metals podcast. Your boy Batman with the Ebb Tide crew. We got Tony Love, Ebb Tide King, Twin, and Jimmy Rover Show. Um, but we also have a special guest today, uh, hip hop artist. I am dope. 
in the building. Mm. What's good, fellas? What's happening? Uh, maintain. What's up? What's up? All right, I know. Keep busy. I know we've been out for a couple of weeks, so we got a lot of catching up to do. But first thing first, let's get with our guests. Um, so what we do with all of our guests, we ask these, uh, we call it a how 504 are you? So we ask these series <laughs> of questions to see uh, where your mindset is at and see let our fan base know uh, what kind of personality we're dealing with. So first question is brown liquor or white liquor? So wait, what what is this called again? I couldn't I couldn't really understand what you were saying. How five oh four are you? Okay. How New Orleans are five, you? Okay. Brown so first liquor or question white up liquor? is brown or white? Brown. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll 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 get feedback on the answers after. Uh, New Orleans Saints or New Orleans Pelicans? Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Saints. Okay. Uh, see where this going. Seafood boil or seafood gumbo? Seafood what? Seafood boil or seafood gumbo? Uh, damn, that's horrible, man. I like both, but if I had to pick, it was it probably be gumbo. Okay. Um. Last one, cash money records or no limit records? Cash money, baby. <laughs> All right. Who's your favorite hot boy? Mm, I'm probably, I don't know, I'm probably going to go with Wayne. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no aggression today, goddammit. So the, the, the feedback is usually the aggressive people always pick brown liquor and BG. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you're right in the middle. You you you're right in the middle. Right, you, you're in a good right place. In the you're in a good yeah, place. That's you know, you go hostile, but you can keep stuff calm at the same time. So you you in a Tactical. good place. Okay, hey hey, that's 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 a yeah, that's that's probably a good explanation of it. Right off the it's side, it's yeah. okay. a good personality check. So, I, so I, 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 I can put the death row chain away then, right? Okay. You can put that down for now. Okay. All right. Yeah, he ain't part of that type of I'm a, Oh, I'm gonna wait till we I'm gonna wait till we talk about Coach Prime. Then then I'm gonna bring the debt roll chain up. Gotcha. Yeah, you, see this type of energy we have, aggression. A lot of aggression. <laughs> so um let's get into it, man. So um let's start in the beginning. So um you started in a group, Devious Minds. Uh, how old were you when y'all first started a group? Um, I was, I, I think I was like 19, I almost getting ready to turn 20. I was a solo artist before, but like, just like locally or whatever. But yeah, I was like almost 20. Okay. Um, as far as the group, like um, one thing that we don't see nowadays is many hip hop groups, right? Everybody's usually mm -hmm. solo. Um, we used to always have like clicks of people and things like that. That's not a, you know, it's kind of, you know, outdated, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. What are some things that you thought was positive as far as being a group, as far as cr creative wise? May you know what? Um, just being a, just being a, a solo artist before and after, I think what was kind of positive in it. And I don't want to say easier, but there's some things that are, was easy, easier than was some things that was a little bit challenging. Like the things that were easier was 
you know, back when we was coming up, which is a little different than now, like you never hear, when you hear hip hop songs now, that's only like two verses. Back, mm -hmm. you know, back in like in the eighties and shit. Like I remember, I was listening to like uh, uh, Big Daddy Kane and uh, LL Cool J the other day on Rock the Bills. And I was like, God damn, this nigga's on his fifth verse. Like verses was like songs was like long or whatever. Right. So yeah, like, exactly. When you when you a solo artist, it's like, man, you gotta go, you gotta go in your fucking bag. Like, I gotta give these motherfuckers three verses, or I gotta give them like four verses, or we however the the producer had like lined the song out. But like when you in a group, you're like shit, I'm about to spit my eight, or I'm about to spit my sixteen, and I'm done with the whole song, then I can move mm -hmm. on to the next one. So it makes it a lot easier to create content because you don't have to worry about carrying the whole um the whole record. Load. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why with this podcast, um, it's easier to have it as a group because I don't see myself talking yeah. an hour straight. So I, I guess I can I can relate to that. Uh, hey, man, brother. Jimmy. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Jimmy, Jimmy has his own podcast as well, and I don't see how he does it solo. Okay. So like it's um that's a lot. Like you say, especially like back in the day, yeah. having four strong verses, like that's a lot of writing that you got to do that just, I think we talked about that yeah. on a previous podcast where we were saying is like a lot of these cats be having one or two verses and that's it. Right. That's yeah, we said songs, it, the song it, structures got much shorter these, this generation is much shorter than but, back in the but day. But you know what? It, it, it ain't even, it's not the artist though. It's the listener. These listeners, yeah. because you oh, know what? Everything kind of trickled down because anybody could be a rapper, anybody could be a producer, anybody could do anything now. Because you got like the internet, and you got like YouTube and shit like that. Like anybody could be anything, which is good. But what it does is just it floods the market of whatever whatever market you're in. It floods the market where the listener has what I call this the microwave sound. It's like right now, and then yeah. they own to somebody else. That's why. You see people putting out so much music is because you might be high for the these two days and then the, the, on right. the third day they off to somebody else. You gotta put something else out. True, mm. but that's part of but that's also part of the um the Motown era. Remember how short mm. the songs were in the Motown era? They weren't really yeah. long songs and that they they just kept rolling out songs over and over and over. Yeah. So it's almost a revolving door again. Yeah. To back then. Because it's just like you said, and then too, everybody used to sing the same song in the Motown era. Yeah, you know, too, that also had a lot to do with the with the radio too, because radio, the radio yes. would only play it if it was like three minutes. Yeah, I, 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 I remember submitting. I remember submitting records to like record companies and getting to play it on the radio stations and shit. When I was solo, when I left the group, they were like, "Man, the song's too long. You got to shorten the song." And we had to go back to the studio and like shorten the song or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, keep in mind yeah. also, with, and I don't want to get too far off topic, but even with like the, with the Motown era, you had one dude who was writing these songs, right? Songs. So they oh, all yeah. would, so it, look, they I ain't got time. <laughs> yeah, they all sound yeah. the same, yeah. but I ain't got time. We're going to change a couple out. words right here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 But, and yeah. nowadays, yeah. It, it's the same thing, but it's not that you got one person writing it, but you have like one person influencing, like, kind yeah. of bottlenecking oh, everything into yeah. this hole, yeah. like it's gotta sound like this. It's gotta have this many bars. It's gotta, you know what I mean. This time limit. So everybody's yeah, following that trend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it's um the days of the record labels filtering music to us. 
originally I thought it was a gift, but I think now it's getting to a point where it's a curse because it's like you said, there's so much stuff being flooded out that probably 80% of it wouldn't be released, you know, 20, yeah, 30 years yeah. ago. Absolutely, absolutely. But the yeah. other, the flip side of the coin to your question, bro, like, like, uh, like creatively, it was hard at times. It was hard because what you had to do is really kind of lean on like one or maybe two people to kind of be the leader because you can't have, because it was four of us. It was four MCs or whatever. I always say, oh, we was the original slaughterhouse because it was four of us <laughs> on the mic, just, you know what I'm saying? Right. Just on the stage or whatever. So we had to, it, it, it would be up to like maybe one or two people. Hey man, you know, I got an idea for a song. Hey, I got an idea for a song. Or it might've been a song you was writing for yourself. You're like, you know what, fuck it. Let, let me give it to the group. Hey, hey guys. Here's the the concept of the of the record or whatever, and I and I produced a couple couple tracks on the on the albums as well. So obviously, if I was producing some shit, I would be I would come to the group like, look, hey, here's the beat. This will be doing, and let's go. Yeah, yeah, it's um like you said, there's some plus and minus into it, um, but it's uh like doing this is giving me a greater appreciation for like being creative. Because to finish anything is mm -hmm. an accomplishment of itself. And just, you know, I can Man. understand in groups, Jimmy could probably speak to this. You know, sometimes when you create with other people, everybody don't see the same vision. Um, Bro. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so and it's even more tricky in music. I can only imagine that music, at least with podcasts, it is, you know, everybody got their own opinions and it just helps. You can bounce off each other. But no, think about just doing some music. And everybody trying to stay on the same wavelength. I can only imagine how different yeah, that could be. You gotta find. I was telling one of my partners or whatever. Um, you know, he got his. Uh, he got a, a label called Yellow Brick. You know, we from Kansas, so you know Yellow Brick Road or whatever. He got a got a label called Yellow Brick. He's like, man, I'm trying to get off the ground. I'm you know trying to do this. I'm like, man, you gotta find like-minded people. And sometimes people they misunderstand what that means. They think like-minded people would be other producers or other rappers i'm like nah they trying to do the same thing you're trying to do you got to mm -hmm. find people that's going to help you go where you want to go so it might be somebody that's good on a, good on the computer that can make shit a good graphic artist a good photographer you know what i'm saying somebody good with marketing or whatever you did all like-minded people because we all here for one reason we got to uplift this man and and that's what's wrong with a lot of a lot of artists just in this period, man, everybody want to be the man. That's There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're in a group and you're on a team, it's like, look, hey, it's his turn. And when it's yeah. my turn, I expect everything to be reciprocated. When it's my turn, then it's your turn, then it's your turn. And then we can all make money. That's why I love what RZA did with the Wu-Tang plan. Like, look, your turn and your turn. Yeah. And everybody was with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you seen like what was, what was happening behind the scenes now with you know the sure. uh, uh, the Wu Tang saga that's on that's on Hulu and shit. You yeah. see all the thing that had, I thought that was brilliant. Well, you know he was like, "Yo, you gonna sign with this label? You gonna sign with this label? You gonna do this? You gonna do this? You gonna do that?" Because everybody's situation was is different. Yeah, yeah. I thought that shit was brilliant, bro. That was fucking yeah. brilliant. I, I had just watched Raekwon. I don't know if y'all seen that Raekwon um, on Vlad where he was talking about what he wanted to do, and he kind of brought the idea to RZA. I think it was, I think he said Q-Tip had called him. He was like, hey mm -hmm. man, meet up with me. And they kind of met up and shit. And Leonardo DiCaprio was with Q-Tip 
And so Raekwon was like, look, bro, I want to put this Wu-Tang, I want to put a movie together. I want this shit to be dope, like, like Goodfellas, Heat, like some real theatrical shit. And mm-hmm. he said, Leonardo DiCaprio told him, like, hey, bro, I got your back. Whatever you want to do. He said, set up the meeting. So they set up the meeting with RZA or whatever. RZA came through, but he was like, you know, he had a different vision. I guess he might have been already talking to the people at Hulu and kind of gave him, like, you know, this is what we're going to do. But RZA's vision was right. different. How he wanted to do it with a show. But Raekwon's vision was it completely was different. He's like, man, I think this should yeah. be a movie. I th- right. Me personally, I, I still think that they, that they could do it because there's a lot of shit that's on the show that they're not going to get everything. Yeah, yeah there's still stuff missing. There's, there's so many people that you gotta yeah. you gotta factor in. It's like it's always yeah. gonna be missing content. You can't put that all yeah. they on season three now, right? So like that's way yeah, too much. Yeah, the final season. Yeah, yeah. the third and final season. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I like, ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna say I can't even lie. Like your flow, I can see you with the Wu Tang. Your flow yeah, yeah, yeah. fits with your. You have a strong East Coast vibe from yeah, without yeah, listening and everything. I, I can see you with Wu-Tang. I can see you behind some Havoc beats. Yeah. And, and I can see you yeah. with Slaughterhouse. Like, that's, this, that's your energy... Always- I can yeah, see that that's always been my bag. That's always been my bag, man. Like just coming up, um, just coming up when I first started listening to hip hop or whatever, man. Like I was in Kansas, bro. We didn't have no. I don't know. Where I know. Else that's rude. You said you're from Kansas. I would have never thought you were from Kansas. Yeah, it was. It's crazy. Yeah, I, you had yes. a. You had a pick. You you had a pick because you, you got to think about it, bro. When you from somewhere that. There's really like there's no sound. No. You you right. had to actively you had to pick, pick a side. What you was going? You got yeah, yeah, exactly. You had to pick a side or whatever. And where I'm from, man, it it was it was predominantly West West Coast. Coast. Um, oh, I know West it was. Coast. Oh. And, 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 and West Coast and, and but West Coast it was really it was Bay Area. It wasn't just like L.A. shit. It was oh. Bay shit. You know what? And yeah, they bought, because of, they bought um, the gangs yeah. and shit. And right. then down it's, south, like man, everywhere it was it was cash money. Um, it was tech, yeah, because Tech Nine, because the Tech Nine more had yeah. a West Coast Bay Area vibe, yeah. so that's kind of why y'all. Yeah. I can see why y'all went that yeah. direction, but now, man, I can hear that's you all day with those. I can hear you all day East Coast and everything, and like you have, you yeah, have Coogee rap aggression. Like you got Coogee rap. That's all I grew up listening to. Coogee <laughs> rap, Rockem, a big, yeah. uh, a big Daddy Kane. That's that. Kane, and people yeah. thought I was weird when I was in the fifth, sixth grade, like listening, like who was that? Who's just ice? Who's KRS One? They was asking like, like, where you, where you get on no this? Clue. Why you listening to that? Like, man, this is. But, but you got to think about, think about this though. Back in them days, like, it wasn't a lot of choices. But especially like with West Coast, like, who was, who was out there? In WA, oh, Ice T. I played that shit too. Six in the morning, yeah. police at my. Every time I got up for school, I was playing Ice T. But it was just a couple people. But with East Coast, you had like. You had a plethora of people like to pick from, and I just I just gravitated towards right. that because man, just doing shows, man. When I was younger, I was all over the place. I can't even. I'm thinking about now, man. Like my mom, I can't believe she let me do some of the shit that I did, man. Like the places <laughs> I was going at a, at a young age. But my mom, she actually took me to concerts. Like when I first seen Run DMC and Houdini and. UTFO oh, and LL yeah. Cool J. Oh, yeah, my mom took me to that shit, bro. Yeah, my mom took me to that shit. I didn't go with my homeboys. Man, my mom was my mama hate them, man. She took my, 
Damn, my mom took my IT taste so quick from me. Oh, she was such a hater. Like, she got nah, so my quick. mom, she let me listen to that shit. And when I told her I wanted to be a rapper, she, she, and she cursed more she, than them. That's the crazy part. My hey, bro, she, she let me do my thing. My hey, man, don't get us in trouble with your mother. Mass Choir concert. <laughs> and, the, and the three blind boys from Mississippi. That, that's the concert my mama took me to. I, we, we, when I got older, we went to the Maze of Frankie Beverly one. So that, yeah, we, we was all yeah. in there. Yeah. It, was, it was some of them, too. I remember seeing Midnight Star. I remember seeing One Way, The Gap Band. Like, my mom took oh, me to Oh, yeah, your mom was a music lover. Uh, your mom definitely is a oh, music lover. Bro. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, man. Yeah. I, def I definitely got it from my mama, bro. Like, she had the, uh, uh, you know, the... The, the tower speakers and the different, you know, the co you know, the different components. We had the, yeah. the double cassette tape. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. she had she had that shit, man. We had this uh, when I was growing up, man. We had uh, uh, this house where in the back, I guess they called them dens. To me, it was just like another living room. It was like a whole another like living room in the back of the house, and she had all right. the stereo shit up back there. And yeah, man, I remember she used to play that music so damn loud. And hey. I definitely get it from my mom for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, speaking of that, so like, as far as trying to um, get signed, right? So like the title of the book that you mentioned earlier was the best group out of Kansas that almost made it, or as yeah. kind of like how you referenced to it. Like, um, mm -hmm. I know we talked about it in the past, but like, what was like some of the difficult stuff as far as getting getting on with a label as far as, I guess, quote unquote, breaking it, breaking it big? Man, I, I, I tell you, I tell you two different, two different instances. Like when we was with the group, when I was with the group and when I was by myself, when I was with the group, man, I cannot lie. Everybody wanted to sign us. They did want to sign us. The problem was they didn't know how to market us because we was from Kansas. We had we had labels tell us like, oh, we're just going to say y'all from here or we're going to say y'all from there. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And we was like bullheaded, like, nah, we're from Kansas. We give you mind. This is what we want to do. And we're going to we're going to stick to it. We lost a lot of we lost a lot of opportunities, man. Like we I mean, we was on a we talked to, you know, Dev Jam, Rap a lot. Rap a lot was probably a new tribe. Rap a lot. They was the ones that was really wanting to go ahead and like, fuck it. We go. We gonna go ahead and just just do it or whatever. But those challenges, the the biggest challenge, man, was just being from where we was from. Now, when I went solo, the challenge was pretty much the same. Everybody wanted to make me fabulous. I'm just gonna say just what it, <laughs> what it is. No slight to no slight to fabulous because right. I mean they was just like yo you're a nice looking guy you know I I had hair then you know I was wavy hair and shit you're a nice looking guy the the uh when they was doing like the test all the women like me and shit hey we want you to make a song like this my manager at the time John Starks he was like look he was strict when you record your shit literally put the phone up to the speaker if I ain't fucking with that shit don't even send it. I need, he was Damn. telling me specifically, I want a woman on this shit. I want this type of flow. He would send me records and shit that I didn't need. I, I like records that wasn't even out. Like, hey, this is a, I remember him sending me a Mace record. I remember him sending me a, a Fabulous record. I remember him sending me like shit because he was, he was in the game sending me records. Like, I need a record like this. Here's some Ola, LL Cool J shit. I need some shit like this. He sent me, uh, went to Atlanta, got with one of LL Cool J's producers, got with some people that Swiss was fucking with. Like, 
they was trying to make me into something because when you say that you coming out of Kansas, people like they had to wrap their mind around like, okay, can like Atlanta, you can wrap your mind around what this nigga is about right. to sound like. Yeah. East Coast, New York, this is what this nigga gonna sound like. LA, this is what this nigga gonna sound like. But like Kansas, like, what is he it's gonna no sound reference. like? Like, oh, there's no reference. Yeah, right. it, exactly. It's no mm -hmm. reference. But but again, it was around that time where Ronelli was popping. So they're like, okay, right. he's close to St. Louis, Kansas City. He's probably gonna sound like Tech Nine mixed with Nelly. But then when they hear me rap, they like, yo, what the fuck? I remember I was in Chicago talking <laughs> to these A&Rs and I gave him my demo and shit. And I remember dude, he had his headphones on, he was doing like this and he kept looking up at me like this. And he was like, and looking up at he just kept yeah, looking like, up at me. Trying to put it together. Like, like uh, you the same he person? Said, yeah, he said, he said, who? He said, this shit's dope. He said, who is this? I said, this is, I said, that's me. And he just kept looking at me. He's like, he said, bro, you don't sound like you look. I said, damn. I said, I, I, hold, it, hold, dude, hold it there. He I said, literally, I said, the I literally same thing. said the same thing, man. Like, yeah. it's not a knock, but it's just like, no, 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 yo, no. Your, your appearance does not match your flow. And it's just, it, I know. It just, I said the I've been same hearing thing. It forever. Yeah, dude, like, for real, like, and it's not a knock by no shape or form, but it's just like, yo, your aggression and everything, you wouldn't think your 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 presence, your demeanor don't show that aggression. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's what yeah. confused people. And but we gotta stop. And I think that's the problem with music. Though, if it's good, yeah, music, as we good gotta music. stop doing good music. Yeah, and that's the thing we gotta stop doing in music. It's always about this perception. And everybody think a person yeah. gotta look a certain way to sell music. Music gonna sell. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, really, if it's good or not, people gonna gravitate to it. And but this, this, I don't know what is this thing with the music industry that they feel like you have to have a certain look. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, hold it there. I think, well, well, yeah. But hold just it there. one, one, one. Well, you got one, one, one thing. Ahead, I think the idea behind that is, and, and Bill Duke. I don't know if y'all know or y'all familiar with. Who well, yeah, Bill of course, Duke. yes. Okay, Bill Duke yeah. had a saying. And that sums it up how any in industry, music already. Um, who who's Bill Duke? Then you turn into get me Bill Duke, get me the next Bill Duke, and yeah. that's your three stages. And that's how it works. That's mm. how everything is. Get me yeah. this. Who or who is this? Yeah. Get this. Get and who's and next? then who's the next? Right. And that's mm -hmm. how everything works. All right. Yeah. Hold it right there. Let's take a quick break. Uh, join the same link back in like two minutes and we'll pick up where we left off right here. Okay. So, holiday cooking giving you the blues? Have a special event coming up and the menu has you pulling out your hair already? Or maybe you're feeling a bit overwhelmed just thinking about how you're going to keep those unwanted holiday pounds off. Let the food stylist herself, Chef Derica, take all your worries away with her expressive culinary delights. Her services include, but not limited to, luxury full service upscale catering, perfect for weddings, graduation parties, birthdays, corporate events, and much, much more. Now I know what you're thinking. I have tried to meal prep and stay on track and 
I just haven't been able to stick with it. Well, reaching your goals can be challenging. However, with proper motivation, consistency, and discipline, it can be done. Remember, slow and steady always wins the race. You have to trust the process. With Chef Derrick's in-home personal chef services, it includes meal planning, ongoing pantry and refrigerator evaluation, grocery shopping, cooking, and kitchen cleanup. We all hate doing that part. For those more private and intimate moments, you can schedule an exclusive private dining or brunch. Maybe her unique security board or grazing tables are more to your liking. Or perhaps you're one of those DIY people. Well, if you are, she's got something for that as well. You can take advantage of her private or group cooking classes. Or for those who may want a little more challenge, you can order your own personal cookbook, Season for the Soul, Parts 1 and 2, available now. And as always, all her services are made with fresh ingredients, custom menus, beautiful presentations, and delicious meals. To inquire or schedule a consultation, just simply visit www.chefderica.com. That's www.chefderica.com. Get started now. All right, welcome back. Uh, continuing with our interview with uh, Hip Hop Artist, I Am Dope. Um, let's get into um, your most recent project. Um, kind of explain um, the whole concept as far as getting back um, releasing music. You're on mute. You're on mute, you're on mute, you're on mute. There you go. Oh, you're good. All right. So I I guess the concept, man, is uh, but not I guess the concept is uh, John Wick. Uh, when I, I kind of mm. came up with it, I came up with it because you know just just lyrically aggressive. I'm like, man, I need to come back. I got to figure out a way to like to come back and let niggas know I just still got it. That and it really, to be honest with you, man, I was really paying attention to a lot of shit Griselda was doing, what Ransom was doing, what what Royce was doing, you know, at the time, you know, Slaughterhouse and all that, it kind of, it inspired me because, man, I had to really just fight my own demons. Like, you know, I'm getting older. I'm not trying to do that bubblegum shit. Not that that's what we was doing, but at the time, that's just where hip hop was going. And I always felt like there was a lane open. Yeah, there was a lane open for the type of hip hop that I wanted to do because it's, it's so diverse that way. When you say hip hop, it's not just one thing. Like, there's a lot of different lanes you can go in. You can go in this lyrical lane, you can go into the, the pop lane, you got this sing-song lane like uh, like like Drake. And then then you got like the future type lane, and you still got the, the downside lane and shit, like which I love all that, but I, I just being from Kansas, it was just kind of going through like, you know, like what's my lane? Like what do I want to do. 
And it was like kind of throwing spaghetti up the, you know, against the wall and kind of just seeing what stick. I said, you know what, fuck it. And this project was really just throwing spaghetti up against the wall. But I try to just kind of think in my mind, like, what can I come back with people kind of resonate to? Like, he was a, just his story, because it's one of my favorite movies. Just his story, like he was a retired hitman. You don't really see, when you think about the first John Wick movie, you don't know what the fuck John Wick was doing before. Right, exactly. When he was retired and he's trying right. to chill. So I felt like that. I was kind of in that state where it was just like, I'm retired. I got married. He retired. He got married. He was a hitman. My very first MC name was MC Hitman. And then he get back in and then really just showing everybody like, damn, hey, this motherfucker's back. And I was like, damn, that shit's perfect. I'm going to call this motherfucker Boba Yeager, and people just going to have to just figure it out. Yeah, that, and right. that's how I kind of marketed it on a, just that just that, uh, that lyrically aggressive. I'm like, man, I'm the, the lyrical version of John Wick. You know, a couple of my homeboys hit me like, bro, this is perfect. This is dope. And you had people like, well, I don't get it. Then people was like, what's the Boba Yeager? But everybody asked me what Boba Yeager was. They never seen John Wick. Like, well, right. look, if, you, if right. you're not hip hop and you don't know, nothing, gotta about tell you. You know nothing about, <laughs> yeah. if I got to tell you, then you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 this ain't for you. But right. that was the whole, you know, that was the whole mindset behind it or whatever. I got another one coming out. And this one uh, that I put out on SoundCloud, really, I just woke up Christmas like, you know what? I got to let something go. And it was just like the gate I had to just open up so I could get the rest of my music out because that's just the first one. Uh, it's just Boba Yeager. That one's Boba Yeager 1, I'm back. So the second one's called Keep What You Kill. And it's 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 going to be the second one. But I got to put that one out. The first one is going to be like a deluxe version because that's just like 80% of the whole project. And I'm going to put the whole project out because it's, it's like the intro and it's like two more songs and it's... I'm just gonna package it up as the deluxe version to put it on all streaming platforms with my distributor and then gotcha. push out the second one. But yeah, that's the that's that was behind everything. Okay. So we all John Wick fans. That's why I kind of, you know, yeah. kind of asked and led the question that way. So uh, you know, when I listened to the previous, I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it did kind of remind me of the fab, like when Fab was going through that phase of having a theme for his mixtape. Like so like yeah. That. You know what I'm saying? So that, yeah. that was the vibe I was getting um, listening to it. Um, as far as the future, man, like, are you are you looking to release more content more consistently? Like, or are you just going to uh, yeah. kind of play it by ear? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm definitely going to be uh, releasing content more consistently, man. It just, man, I had, I, I was just kind of going through this thing. I had to just fight my own demons, man. It was just, you know, all the shit that I went through trying to get signed and shit didn't work out with the group. Shit didn't work out solely. Had to talk to God about a couple of things and I moved here and it was just like, man, I would let, uh, man, I would literally have like, I, I call them, I call them night bar, a bar mirrors. Like I would literally just be sleep and just be rapping in my sleep. Like no cap, like for real. And I would get up and either record it in my voice, the voice recorder and shit. Then and I start getting in trouble because my wife's like, "Who are you talking to on the phone? Like, I'm not talking to him. <laughs> Or I would, or I would try, to, I would try to remember the shit and get up and like and, and write it down. But I always years ago, I always thought to myself, if I remember it, it was hot. If I don't, it's either gonna come later or that shit just wasn't that hot. So man, mm -hmm. I was just, I, I was just fighting it like, damn man, I gotta do something. I gotta do something. 
So I said, fuck it. I just woke up, got some equipment. Because I've always had like equipment because I'm a producer also and an engineer. I know how to, everything that y'all heard, I did everything. Like okay. the music, mm -hmm. put it, not actually make the beats, but working with producers, they just give me the beat. They just make the beat for me. I put everything together. I mixed it. I mastered it. Uh, I put the, al the album cover. I did all that shit myself. And that's why I be telling people like, bro, y'all just don't get it like, when, when when you see something that I put out, like, you can't rush perfection. I'm literally doing everything, like the marketing, mm -hmm. the, the the album cover. So I got the second one coming out. Me and my homeboys finishing up this project. He was actually, he was in the, uh, the Devious Minds with me, uh, Straight Jacket. We got a whole project uh, that's coming out. We almost done. That's just fired. And I'm working on a couple. Uh, uh, my cousin's about to put out some music with me on it. And then I'm working on this album called uh, Diatribe. I'm going to put out Diatribe first. And then I'm going to put out Fedora. Because I just still feel like I got a lot of shit to say. But I'm really, I, I, think I'm more, I think I'm more excited about Fedora. And that's just, I had to think of something that I thought was dope. And something that just kind of spoke to uh, my age. And what I wanted to talk about, I just symbolized that. And I was like a Fedora. Because I love Fedoras. I'm going to call this shit Fedora. <laughs> It's it's gonna be some it's gonna be some grown men shit. It's gonna it's the foot for doors probably if I had to like like say this is what this is like, it's like King's disease. It's like Nas is King's disease. And it's no it's not biting Nas at all. Cause I kind of came up with the concept. I try to come up with concepts. And when I cause somebody had hit me like, bro, you heard King's disease? I like, no, nah. and I listened to it. Then they listened to the second one. I listened to the third one. I said, This is that grown men shit right here that I want to get on. So right. exactly. yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah. That's a good model to follow. <laughs> yeah, because oh, now yeah, this is yeah, one of the yeah. real ones that's kind of still hip, but he's just on a grown man vibe, though. Right. It's really dope. Yeah, he's taking the Yeah, he's taking the cadence. He's actually for once now taking cadence and rapping with the beat for once now, which is something now he's not been bad. known with. Yeah. And Hip Boy and him is just a perfect chemistry. Bad. Yeah, they just the yeah, chemistry yeah. is perfect. Uh, Speaking of that. Right, all right, Ben Rings in the kitchen smoking a black. What you know about that youngster? <laughs> but um, speaking of that, when you when you're creating a song, and I think this is where Nas has changed, which y'all just mentioned. Do you write first, or do you listen to the beat and then write? So I think Nas writes so, lines in a book first, and then he just tries to map it on top of a beat. Yeah, like bro, you know what? I I I always write. I always. I'm about to show you something real quick. I always write. Like, see this right here? Let me move where the camera is. There you go. There you go. These is these is lyrics. These is lyrics. Okay. That I, you know, just it's and it, it, this date like the oldest one, the oldest one like back from like maybe 19 or whatever. So I always write. But when, like when I'm actually creating a song, sometimes, bro, like this, this is what I always said. Like the beat, the beat is like a mute person that the MC got to translate for. So if you think about hmm. it like that, when you hear the beat, it's like, man, what is the beat trying to say? So it's up to the MC to translate for the beat. Cause you might hear it be like, man, this might be a good story, story to tell. This might be this, this might be that. So just kind of listening to the beat and try to, you know, follow the drum pattern or follow the strings or just try to follow like what you're doing. Like uh, one of my sons, he's he's getting into rap or whatever, and we talk we talk about like writing or whatever. I said, man, a lot of times this is what I do. I listen to the beat, 
just try to get a vibe to it. Like, like if the beat don't catch me, like it got to hit a certain shock where we got to be on the same frequency or it just ain't gonna come out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I never try to force right. music. If you on if you on to something, you on the shit that you need to be on. God, bro, when I'm in the studio, man, I leave the door cracked so God could come in. And God's always gonna speak through you. He's, it's gonna come. You not that smart. No MC's that smart, bro. You gotta you gotta channel dead MCs or just whatever the fuck you need to do, bro. Like channels that type of energy, and it's always gonna come. And I talk to MCs all the time, like, bro, when I heard the beat or this, this. Like the lyrics just come, like I just I can't stop, and that's what happens. Like, bro, that's not by accident, bro. You not that good. It's coming mm -hmm. to you. You channeling it from somewhere, and it just comes to you. What I was telling my son, like, like sometimes, bro, I just might, I, I, I'll just start mumbling some shit, like, and you know, try to come up with the cadence, like da 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 da. Okay, now you coming up with the cadence. Now you coming up with the you know the harmonies and shit. Now, you gotta put the words to it. You can yeah, say, wow. or you can do it in reverse. Like I got the line, you know, kind of hum the harmony or whatever. Like that line that you got. How are you gonna say it in that specific harmony or whatever? But to answer your question, bro, it's kind of both. Like sometimes I might have a shitload of lyrics and hear the beat and be like, "Do I got something that fits this?" Or I might just be like, "You know, fuck that, bro. I'm about to, hey, I'm about to just come up with something from scratch." And then just be that. And I got the ability to record myself. I don't have to like wait to go to the studio. I could come in like where I'm at right now with my garage. I, I could just come in here like, fuck it. Here record. <laughs> let's go. Let's, yeah. let's see what happens. Definitely. I think that's uh I think that's the luxury that a lot of artists didn't have back in the day is having easy access to yeah. studio. And that's one of the great yeah, things man. about the internet and stuff today. It makes a difference, bro. It makes a difference. I tell all my homeboys back in Kansas City and everywhere, like, man, if you serious about your craft, you need to get you need to get some investment, bro. You don't have to, yeah, you don't you 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 have to invest in yourself, bro. You don't have to use your studio or whatever to like record your host your whole shit because you gotta know how to be like an engineer and all that type of shit. But you can't call every nigga that call himself a basketball player to go up the street to the uh, the basketball court. Like nigga, I can't take you serious. You ain't got a fucking basketball, nigga. You ain't even got no <laughs> basketball shoes. I'm gonna tell you serious. Like, come on, bro. You gotta have. You gotta get your own shit, bro. You gotta just. You gotta perfect your craft. You gotta come out here and bang on the table or whatever. Yeah. Right. Have you ever thought about being a ghostwriter? Oh yeah, I ghost wrote. I ghost wrote okay. for a few people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, I just ghost wrote for this dude. I wrote this this verse for this dude down here in Dallas. Like, um, that was probably like a couple years ago. He was like, "Man, this this you know something about my dad." I said, "Hey, man." I called him. I said, "Man, tell me about your dad, bro." He was kind of telling me about his dad, how you grew up, man. How you look at your dad? And I think I called him back. It was less than an hour, man. I had a whole verse for me. He's like, "What the fuck?" I said, "How you do that?" I said, "Man." It's pretty, it, it just come easy for me. I'm not saying I'm not the best rapper alive, but that type of shit just comes easy to me. Some people can shoot basketball, man. I don't fuck with basketball like that. I could play, but some people just naturally good at that type of shit. Some people naturally good running the football. When it comes to this shit, I'm good at this shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, um, I think me and you talked about this in the past as far as ghost writing. Um, do you think that's a, a chink in the armor for artists if they in the past had people write for them? 
as far as their credibility? I think it, I think it depends, bro. I actually think it depends because I think it's sad that we're the only genre of music where ghostwriting is kind of looked down and shit because there's other genres of music that that shit is dope. Like, to be honest with you, bro, I've had um, a, one of my albums, my No Coast album, one of my homeboys helped me write this song. Now, to me, it's a difference between can you write and you just need some help or I can actually write lyrics. I just don't have no fucking time to do this shit. It's a difference mm -hmm. between that. So I actually reached out to one of my homeboys not too long ago. My cousin back home in Kansas City is a barber. One of his uh, one of his clients works for ASCAP, a publishing company, right? His job is to find music. And he was trying to find music for like us a, uh, a couple different shows to get placements on. I said, man, all right. I got a perfect idea. This dude sent me this beat. It had a sample of a, uh, it's a Ozzy Brothers sample, and it was, uh, it was called Better Days. So I was like, man, mm -hmm. I started listening to the beat. I was like, okay, I could dig this shit. I could talk about Better Days, like all this stupid shit that's going on right now. That it, it, it was a, it was a, it was kind of like a spin on a Nas's, uh, if I rule the world. It was a spin on that. So it was kind of like, I want to see better days because this is happening, because this is happening, whatever. So I called my uncle. I said, man, I'm locked in on this project, bro. We got an opportunity. I split the publishing with you 50-50. This is the concept. He hit me back. I was like, ah, that's not really, I need you to get in your pocket and do this. You know what I'm saying? We'll split the publishing or whatever. He was with it, right? So what? it, it just kind of depends. But if you're somebody that's just trying to, you know, just kind of infiltrate the culture and just like, oh, I just yeah. want somebody to rap for me or whatever. Can you can you write something for me? Like, but then when they put the shit out, they portraying it like they did it. I think that shit is white. Right. So it just kind of yeah. depends. Bro, do you, have you seen, y'all seen this new AI, this new AI shit? Oh, hey, nigga, that's so foul, yo. That shit ain't that right. That shit is crazy. Literally does that, everything, That's though. crazy. Yeah, like, it's, 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 um, it's uncomfortable. I, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like that to me weird, bro. Like, how can you like creating something should be like it should be a fun in the process, right? Whether you playing ball, like you say, you got the working out, all that should be fun leading up to the game, right? And if you just literally, it, we, you know, whether it's doing schoolwork or making music, if you just tell an AI, you know, a, a program to do this. And you taking it as your own and you taking pride in that, something's wrong with you. But even then, even further than that, right? The idea of not only the working out and all that, not only is it so much a, a that's the fun part, that's the that's the measuring stick, right? That's how you know, yeah. you know whether or not you're getting better, right? That you're getting smarter, that you're getting whatever it is, that you're just getting better. Bro, if you I never do that, you stay at the same level, which means you don't physically I'm we're talking. not getting better, mentally we're not getting better. We're just letting technology just everything. Bro, I'm talking about this AI shit. So this AI shit where it sounds just you like can, Kendrick. Yeah, you seen that video with that white boy made that yes, song? Well, yes, just, yes. That shit just is like, crazy, bro. That's not cool. Like that's you know, horrible. Think that's it, not cool. Know, right, in any shape, form, or fashion. Cause people automatically not gonna take anywhere. Kendrick can't go wrong right now. So like anything he put out is right. gonna be great and classic. So for you Super to take fire. his whole voice like that, his and it crazy. sounds just like his cadence and everything, 
it's just wrong. That's like, not cool, bro. So, so, so this is the crazy part now. Like, what if Kendrick like literally put out a record? Now people are gonna be thinking like, damn, is this really him? And that might fuck up his sales. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, put it out in the air. But I, and and I think I don't know if if um if, if uh, Batman remember this, but they had a dude on YouTube. What he would do is he would uh he had and the dude was a nice rapper. He was a cold rapper, but when Watch the Throne the came did, out, the one that did the Jay Z, um, yeah, 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 like all the he would, he would make it. He would make it like it's a Jay Z song on YouTube, so you would click on it. Because at that time, as long as you clicked he on it, he sounded like, but he, right? yeah, he was able yeah. to mimic. But the dude was a cold, a yeah, he was a cold rapper on his But own. he was doing it himself, though. That's yeah. the difference. Right. Yeah, he was doing it himself, but it's just like, nah, this this is a white dude that don't, you can tell, cannot really rap at all, but just was neat. Well, he yeah. knew how to put words together, and it just, he sounded exactly like Kendrick. That's he just put like the, like, the other, yeah, crazy. the other cat, yeah, because the other cat, Put the Jay Z Batman, you heard this filter. Shit? No, I ain't listen. I ain't heard that. I heard about, the one with his oh, uh, the, the, the president with the, the fake bomb to, threat or whatever. Dude, it's scary. I'm about to send the it white, to you. This shit is crazy, it's, bro. It's, it's he's scary. A basic looking white dude, man. He just put I mean, the, the whole, to his face. The whole metaverse thing was, uh, I know last year we mentioned it, but uh, that whole the dude was like, is a metaverse rapper. Like that to me was kind of weird. Yep, as that was, is. Yes, exactly. Um, That's too though. But this is a whole nother level. Um, yeah, this shit, wow, man! Like, and see, technology is great, but it's like now I think it's going to be more and more crippling to us as shit goes on. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the difference because yeah. for me, I'm hearing it more as a um, like like recently this girl at LSU, uh, she got an NIL deal with one of these AI technology where they were writing her essays for her. Right. And like now nah, LSU had to come out yeah. make this big statement about, you know, how academic integrity and all like that. But basically the, the AI, like if you feed it some information, it'll basically write the essay just as like you would write it. So it looks like just any other Dang. essay that you would write. It just keep banging just our essays like problems. you would. <laughs> but even then, that's wow. what I'm saying. As the semester goes on, your writing starts to get better. Right. Because you're feeding it more information from the professor, like the notes or whatever. And mm -hmm. it gets better so that now not only is it that you're, you're not easy is it turning what you would write the way it is, but you if you got better at it, right? Like we had up to adjustment day with the terminator. Right. Well, exactly. I'm about to say this is why Terminator happened. Skynet is, is why, real. Right. Exactly. This is yeah. why the Terminator it came and exists. Because we become lazier. It's gonna yeah, learn man. everything we need it to do. It's tired of us to say, "Yeah, say, oh, we tired of y'all humans. Let's just take over y'all now." Well, there already was a report that one of the AIs um, mentioned something about um, it wants to become alive or whatever. So, like, dog, the, the signs are there, and y'all just fucking ignoring this shit. Like, oh, that's keep cheap. going, hey. right? Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, go. That that Will Smith I Robot shit is almost yes. here. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's coming, bro. Um, Couple more things before we let you go. Um, top five hip hop artists um, for you personally, not your your, your favorite, not your, your the best, but your favorite five. Yeah, no order, no order. I can say this real fast, man. No order. Big Daddy Kane, number one. If something ever happened to Big Daddy Kane, I'm getting a tattoo. Don't give a fuck what nobody say. Big Daddy Kane, Respect it. Ice Cube, uh, Big Daddy Kane, Ice Cube, Tretch. Mm. 
Jay Z and Royce the Five Nine. Yeah. Them okay. is all Sound people that inspired me. Yeah, yeah, them is people that, is, that inspired me yeah. back in the days, currently, and probably uh, I I sub. There's actually two of them that kind of not really sub in and out. I really got six, but two of them is kind of like neck to neck to me. It's, it's Big Daddy Kane, no matter what. It's Ice Cube, no matter what. It's Tretch from Naughty by Nature, no matter what. D them three, no matter what. The last two is Jay-Z, no matter what. Um, and the two that matched up is Black Thought and Words of Five Nine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can't go yeah, you can't go on Black Thought, yeah. for sure. As yeah. Black yeah. Thought keeps getting older, it's just like he's becoming more yeah. ridiculous as he gets getting yeah. older. Like, how are you going to keep getting this more skillful as you get that dude older. is he he he's he different, bro. There's like there's some there's some people out there that like literally, in my opinion, that rap at a god level, and he's not he won, bro. Like he different, bro. Mm -hmm. He yeah, different. realize realize with him, he but he's literally performing before millions each night. So yeah. every night, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he got to stay he on different, top, bro. But when yeah. you went on High 97 and they did that freestyle, that didn't make yeah. no sense for that man to rap the way he bro. did. Have you heard the, the stream, the, the the his projects, the stream of thoughts? No, I think I it's like that. three of them. Yeah. I got to get to different, those. Bro. I like how he did it because a lot of the records on there, he just, it's not really like songs. It's like the beat come on him just spit. He just I think gone, the first yeah. one, I don't, yeah, he just gone. And like they songs, but he just like gone like, Anybody that say anything about him, listen to them projects, and I guarantee you to change your mind. If you say, if you think anything different, like the the best rappers in the world, he's definitely in the top five. Flat, oh, out. he's a rapper's rapper for sure. Like all yeah. rappers yeah, respect yeah, yeah. him. They yeah. actually, and they're very scared of him. They don't want no right. his yeah. smoke. They don't. That, no, nobody want no smoke. Because like, yeah, like, like, yeah, he, he, he even said it himself. I mean, he knew he was one one of the top tiers. He said Jay Z. Asked him personally if he could use the uh, roots for that uh, unplug <laughs> MTV unplug. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's when I knew. There's somebody that says a lot. <laughs> I, I, I gotta, I, I gotta honestly say, bro. I gotta honestly say, like, and even my cousin told me this, bro. He's a, he's, he's actually in the game. He's a DJ. Like, like, there's a lot of rappers out there. Like, I'm, I, I'm not scared of y'all. I don't give a fuck if you famous or not. I'm gonna hold my own. But there's a couple motherfuckers out there. I'm like, oh shit, uh, I gotta get my bag in this one. Like, and he 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 he's one of them. He's definitely one of them. Like, bro, I don't I don't want no smoke. I just want to do a song. I just want to do a song with you, bro. That's it. You know, that's he's it. probably the most underrated rapper of all time, honestly. Yeah. But don't get the love. But but, but even if you watch the if you watch the tonight show, uh sometimes Fallon has a little segment where if there's a, a freestyle artist that comes on there. It's like, okay, you and Black Thought, like, wait, what? Wait a minute. They like, no, 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 no. What are you doing? No, 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 no. Yeah. I want them problems. <laughs> he different, nah. bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah sure. that's a good question, man. Me and some of my friends, we talk about that, man. I just, I hate when people, this how I know niggas be giving you the, these fake lists where they be like, oh, man, top five, nigga. Uh, Biggie, Tupac, stop. 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 Yeah, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear. I don't hear no cookie cutter. I don't want to hear no cookie cutter as uh, 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 answering shit. Like, give me your top five. Like, if you were MC, if you were MC, bro, your top five, in my opinion, should be artists that actually inspire you. Not no. Don't give me no list. You feel like 
that's supposed to be or, politically correct. Yeah, and, correct. and have the most conversations yeah, around it. Yeah, we 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 get in we get into these conversations, and one of my homeboys, man, he gets so soft over Tupac, <laughs> and I was like, man, it's nothing against Pac, bro. Like you can't yeah, say dude. this nigga is the greatest rapper of all the time. Like he wasn't here long enough. What are you talking about? He he was, but, he's, but why he was well, here? He did this. He's he not a, to me. He's not a rapper. He was a, a political speaker. He was a motivational well, speaker. And and here's the biggest thing, though. Here's the biggest thing, and I and I like the way that you propose that question and i think that that's the way we need to propose the question to everybody when you ask that question is it is it these the top five best rappers or are these your top five favorite rappers because that's two different right. questions and yeah. you need to and yeah. you need to distinguish yeah. which one it's of the that you're asking yeah. right yeah. because yeah. even yeah. when you yeah. ask yeah. the second the first one you the first one you said was like Basically, who's the greatest of all time? Right. I think it was a post we was going in, nigga. I was, I was saying, I, I said, I said, Snoop. Niggas are like Snoop. Woo, 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 woo. And, you know, I said, well, this is my reasons why. But what about like Drake? But see, when people ask those questions, it's really no, it's no criteria. Right. So you kind right, of right. exactly. In your mind, in your mind, it's like <clears throat> your criteria because you it, like if you think about it, bro, like. The greatest of all time, the, the uh, on basic, just the criteria. I'm, they say, okay, dope. Well, shit. What do you think the criteria should be? I said, nigga, it's it's simple. Records sold. How many how many records? How many top ten hits have you had? How many number one hits have you had? How many songs have you had on the fucking Billboard? How many Grammys you fucking got? You know, all, all oh, that man, type of shit. Right, it's all time. And like, right. oh, 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 uh, oh, man, that shit matter. I said, what you talking about? I said, bro, I'm about to prove it to you. Because they was like, oh, man, Grammy shit matter. Fuck the Grammys. Fuck the Billboard one. I said, man, check this out. I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm going to ask you something. I said, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite NBA player? And the, and the person at the time was like, oh, man, LeBron James. I know some niggas say Jordan. I said, how many... How many rings does LeBron James got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was this and this and that. This, I said, bro, so you trying to tell me that these artists, if any, you cannot name me one fucking artist on this fucking planet where their manager would call him and say, hey, man, you got nominated for a Grammy. Ain't nobody going to be like, man, oh, fuck a Grammy, nigga, fuck that. I said, bro, like, Joe, like Fat Joe said. Today's price is not tomorrow's price, nigga. You price. can be Grammy nominated. Fuck winning and one. You can be Grammy nominated. nominated. Because, because they never take nominated. that title away. That title's gonna always be with you. And, You're and, always and, Grammy and nominated. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. I said, now, from this point on, they gonna say, today we got Grammy nominated dope on the line for blah, 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 blah. Right. That's ever gonna, or they gonna say, hey, oh, today on the line we got Grammy winner, blah, 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 blah. I said, nigga, you cannot tell me that's the greatest accolade that you can ever get, bro. So and look, so here's the cold about part about Tupac. that. Not to cut you off, but here's the cold part about mm -hmm. that. You could be a dope rapper, right? Go do a children's song, win a Grammy for that, and now you're- And you still and Grammy award winner. Grammy nominated. You still, you still a Grammy. Yeah. Three Six Mafia. Yeah. Three Six Mafia. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Oscar. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I see some yeah. of your best rappers, bro. Some of your best rappers got like one Grammy in the Grammy. Matter of fact, I think well, Ghostwriting. Snoop. Nice. Yeah, Snoop got a Snoop got like a number one. Cause I was looking at I said, oh this shit could just look this shit up, bro. Like Drake got the most fucking like number ones on, on the billboard. He probably got right. uh, Kanye West is up there. Y'all can say whatever y'all yeah. want to say about Kanye West, but all his accolades, you can't take it's that from up. him. Oh, wait. Yeah. You can't take that from him, bro. 
So I like, yeah. but you talking about Biggie, Biggie, and Biggie and Tupac and 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 Nas and nothing against none of them. But if you think about all this criteria, I said, man, Tupac ain't got a Grammy, bro. What are you talking about? He don't have none. Right. Snoop Dogg yeah. ain't even got one. Yeah, <laughs> he got one. Ice Cube, one. Ice Cube, he yeah, got, Ice Cube don't have one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a so, lot of Nas just got his first one. Yeah, none. Nas just got his first one. Yeah, he just yeah, he he just got look how long he's been in the game. And he just got one. Just got it. Then right. on the bill, then on billboard, like if you got a number one hit, like how long how, how long was it number one? Because there's a lot of people that yeah. got I got number one hit was number one. Like I think a the long longest, I think the, the rapper that got the longest, the longest one, I think it might be it's either oh, Drake. I think it is Drake. Drake, yeah. Yeah, it might be the longest run. I think it is Drake. Is either Drake or Kendrick? No, look, look, my sex just got it. It ain't Kendrick. Well, how long? How how many weeks was it? It was like eighteen weeks. Yeah, his ran so. That was a nice run on on that that old town road. Yeah, I think I think the next. I think I think might have been like fourteen weeks. Uh, I think uh, it was a Kanye West song. I think it might have been Gold Digger. Was on like Billboard yeah. number one. He, he yeah, number one. I think that motherfucker ran for like 13, 14 weeks. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that's the catch. That you all right. That's the catch. Like, like, yeah, everybody wants to gotta say, be a criteria. Know, Drake, right. Like what they try to take shots at Drake about being like he has had people ghost written for him. I'm like, yo, he's written for other people. Yeah, he's that's a special artist. case. But yeah, like, nobody said nothing about that. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. an artist. That's the thing that he's makes a, him the, different. The, he's the not an MC. Rapper. Right. He's not just like an MC. He ain't is got an MC. For all that shit. <laughs> not all the time. Right. Not all the time. And if somebody yeah. helping give it a cadence, if somebody helping with a cadence, don't mean that they wrote the whole song for him. But it's like, yeah, damn, they too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, don't think it's nothing wrong with it. Like, if you talk about just let's 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 write a song together, let's write a record together. But I think it'd be different, like you like. You writing a record and you talking about some personal shit. Like you can't rap so how does nigga gonna tell you what you actually went through? Like they can sit here and with you Bro. and tell you how to put the shit together, or whatever. But if we just if we just <laughs> writing a record, like so Bro. what? Ain't nobody Honestly, said nothing about uh Dr. Dre's watcher. Jay-Z wrote the whole fucking record. Nobody said nothing about it. Honestly, bro, the expectations of fans are ridiculous. They want they want you to rap your whole your whole album, 18 songs. No, actually, they want twenty four because they want a double disc from you, and they want they want an mm. album every six months. They want you to do movies. They want you to do your own stunts in the bro, movies. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, yeah, right? It's crazy. They want it's you to sell makeup. They want you to go to the factories and make the makeup yourself, though, when you're selling it to. Yeah. And then they want you to sell fish plates in the back because they want to taste how you cook too. <laughs> like, yeah, that shit is ridiculous sometimes, bro. Yeah, man. Bro, I'm telling you, like, when this shit come out, bro, you should have me and my homeboy on this, man. So we, we could, there's, no. like, if you get a chance, like, bro, like, this is not just because I'm in, this is a great book, bro, because it's not just talking about the music. It is talking about the music and shit, but it, it's a lot about our personal life and how we got all kind of came together and the shit that we went through trying to get signed and going here. And, like, there's a lot of famous people, bro. That we bumped elbows with, like we that we know and we talk to, that we've been in cyphers with, like it's a uh, man. We got, I mean, I got a million motherfucking stories, bro. Like we got the we we got to literally like kind of peek behind the curtain. 
we didn't walk on the other right. side of the curtain, but we got to kind of peek behind the curtain and see yeah. some shit that was in the industry. There was some shit that I liked, but it was, to be honest with you, it was more shit that I didn't like. And oh, it's yeah, even that's worse. It's even worse <laughs> now, bro. Like, like yeah. artists, producers, record designers, they don't run the industry, bro. It's all ran by marketing and lawyers, bro. It's 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 terrible, man. They raping people, like 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 figuratively in and literally, like it's 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 crazy. But like this 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 is dope, bro. Like I think, and they've been already talking about. I just talked to our manager. Probably like 30 minutes before I logged in, he was saying that uh, you know, when it officially comes out, there's a couple podcasts they got lined up. And I was telling him about this podcast and shit. He's like, Yeah, let me let me holler at them. Maybe we can get the guys on them. We got to do a couple uh book signings, like back at the crib and some other places and shit. But and then uh there's already been talks of kind of doing like a like a documentary because it's I mean. I kind of I kind of loosely came up with the the title to it. My title was a little shorter, but but what I well, did was I was like, hold man. up, hold up, Dan, hold it right there. Let's take yep. a quick break and uh, we can come back okay. and wrap up and uh, finish up with the interview. Let's do it. Back. All right. Really? <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. Oh, I don't like that new voice. All right, welcome back. Um, we back with Dope, um, our hip hop artist and uh, guest for this episode. Um, you was talking about the book um, as far as the concept of, of the title and such. I didn't know that part of it. Like, so, so you actually came up with the title or kind of worked it out as well? Yeah, so uh, the guy that wrote it, he had us to kind of send some titles in or whatever. And I think I sent him maybe like 10 or 12 or something like that. And then when he hit me back like a week or two later, he said, all right, I got it. I got it down. I got it down to two. He said, and the crazy part is two that you had sent out of your out of your list. I'm like, damn, for real, like what, which one? He said, I really like, I think the original one was called The Greatest Rap Group That Never Made It. And then the other one was uh, Famous. Then it was supposed to be like a comment, supposed to be like Famous, almost. So, mm -hmm. but, but the greatest rap group that never made it. When he sent it into the publisher, they're like, nah, we want the name of the group in it and like where they're from. So it came up, they came up with the, what is it? The 20 year saga of the greatest rap group to almost make it out of Kansas. So it kind of turned into that. Cause when I was thinking about it, I said, man, when you sit back or you flip it through like Netflix or like Hulu, you know how that little pop up and then the, the previews are like automatically starting shit. Yeah. When you scroll through some shit and you see like the greatest rap group that never make it. The, to me, it automatically two questions pop in your mind. How the fuck are they the greatest rap group, but they didn't make it? Then you think about why they yeah. never make it if they was great. So it makes you want to watch it. And watch it, it's intriguing. Yeah, it's intriguing. Yeah, to answer those questions. Yeah, to answer those yeah. questions. So it's a, so it's a good piece to make you intrigued to want to peep it out. So it, it does make you like, who the hell is it? Yeah, it's definitely clickbait. That's the new yeah, thing it, today. It, 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 it can't be like, oh, Devious Mom, blah, 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 blah. They like, okay, whatever. They just going to skip past it. It got to be something like. Yeah, huh? 20 years like, ago? Yeah, nah. like, in our era, yeah. Yeah, 20 years ago, we would ignore that because it's like, well, if they make it, then we don't need to know. Right, yeah. right. But I think the greatest yeah. part is like, how was they so great if they didn't make it? So, yeah, right. I think it's a good story. The way, the way it's written. It's a damn good story how they kind of tied everything together and all the shit that we did because they talk about they did they just didn't interview us they interviewed like oh uh, people in the industry 
producers and just you know mm -hmm. the, a lot of people oh, kind of okay. uh yeah it's not they didn't just interview us like it's is because there's some shit in here that i'm still i'm reading through it like damn i forgot about that like damn i didn't even i ain't heard from this dude in years so they found a lot of people that was like at our shows that was like some of our old management our old producers old djs nice. you know people some people in the industry so it's it's a good read okay that's a good look that at least they gotta grab people from the industry yeah, that man. remember y'all and everything because that's you need more as much proof as possible that people do remember you and everything and i yeah that. bro i mean i'm sure this at work when you brought it up the first time i was like I, I semi heard of the group and I went look it up. And I remember like when we used to be at work, you know, chopping it up and you just be like, look it up on YouTube. Like, oh shit, like nigga, that's, this nigga's right there. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. like you said, it's it's one thing to have a book when you're talking to the artist, but if you talk to more and more people, like to, to kind of, you know, co-sign it per se, I mean, that's-, that's Yeah, a lot. yeah. This is you unprecedented, man. Cause this is gonna, this is a Columbia University actually Publish this is going to be, you know, in, in oh, the curriculum, sure. and they, they yeah, wow. it's going, it's in, it's in the curriculum. It's, it's going to be forever seen. And like, like, I was like, man, this is, this is dope. Like, this is some real shit. It's still kind of surreal. Like, damn, like for hip hop, and for hip hop, in, on top yeah, of that. Of, yeah, yeah, our life is in a fucking book that's going to be in curriculum. It's like they, they showed us all the places they got like for pre order and where they selling it. Like, it's, it's like worldwide. Yeah. And they said eventually, yeah. since this is what Columbia University is eventually going to be part of, you know, curriculum. It's like, man, this is going to open doors for y'all to come and sit in classes Speak. and talk about shit and do Speak. this and yeah. do that. I'm like, hey, you know, you know, if, if that's what happens, that's what happens. But yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited about it, man, because there's not a lot of motherfuckers that got a book. We didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, that was yeah, more important about it that somebody else yeah. wrote it. Yeah, not, yeah, you know, y'all trying to force the issue. Yeah. yeah, that's that's big in its own, bro. That you can say like, I got a fucking book. Like my grandkids, grandkids can be like, look what Papa did. Like you know, what I'm saying he got a book. Mm -hmm. Right. It's crazy, crazy. Jimmy, yeah. take notes. About what? Did you say you write something? The oh the book I'm writing my grandkids game no hell no my phone didn't write that <laughs> that is not the kind of book we talk about sir it's not, there, there's a lot of fucking in this book it's a whole different kind of book we also had another guest previously he wrote a um what's the term we can use for uh, young sleep uh, um. A risque book with them Zane type books he wrote. It was Urban called okay. There you go, Urban Erotica. Okay. Yes, he, yes. he wrote uh, I like the, uh, I know what genre sneaky, sneaky list. <laughs> um, and, and Zane actually co-signed his his stuff too. So like uh so yeah, Jimmy, uh grandkids gotta know that Papa was nasty. That's how you got him. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? If that didn't happen, that's 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 how I go, man. But um, but yeah, don't yeah. appreciate you coming through, man. It's been a great interview. Um, definitely would love right. to have y'all back once the book is out. Talk more about the book, because uh, like you said, that's that's pretty sure. a big deal, man. Like you know, yeah, newspaper deal, newspaper bro. articles is one thing, but a book that's that, that's that's a lot, man. That's forever. Yeah. Um, you know exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Outside of that, yeah, somebody sure, actually invested the time to to research. And look, mm -hmm. time look and money. money. Yeah, time and money. Your time and money. Right, right. You know, yeah, so that's it's that's, crazy, that's man. Cause 
that kind of uh, reminded me like when when he was writing the book, it was kind of a little different because he tied in a lot of shit like where we was from and you know how the town was formed and what was going on back then and uh, like well uh, he had a whole bunch of like fluff in it because he knew there was going to be he was pushing it to like uh, uh, universities and shit to be like yeah. curriculums and stuff but. But when Columbia, Columbia was like, yo, we want to do this book, but he said, good news and bad news. The good news is we want to publish the book. The bad news is you got to take all that fluff out. We just, the, the story is them and their music. So all the it's rest good. of that shit take out, which he wanted, that's how he wanted to originally do it, but he had to write it a certain way where oh, he can get people's attention. But when mm -hmm. they got the attention, when the publisher got it, they was like, yeah, take all that shit out of there, like right about <laughs> the actual group itself. So mm -hmm. when he got though, when I read, I'm still kind of reading through the, the final shit, but like I'm like, this shit is dope, bro. This shit is dope. So yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. We'll we'll work that out. But again, appreciate you coming through. Um, like I said, you're welcome back anytime, whether it's new projects or whatever. You know, we love music here, yeah. so we always down to hear, yeah. hear some good shit. So for sure, right. bro. I'm be, I'm, be sending, I'm be sending y'all more music though, man. But yeah, much respect, man. Thanks for having me, man. And y'all be blessed. All right, man. Oh, no See doubt. See you next time. All right, All right man. Have Peace. a good one. Later.